أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد بأي الله تعالى فضل we've reached the 25th night of Ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a Mubarak night and make it one that's accepted and right for us in it that we are from those who he has freed from the fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us our sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cover our shortcomings and Allah ta'ala make the rest of what's left of our lives better than what has passed. Uh, with the rest of what's left of our lives just like the rest of Ramadan uh, that's in front of us. Allah make it better than what has passed. So today, um, there are two uh, short hikayat that I, I wanted to share with uh, with with everybody. Um, the first one is the story of the Royal Falcon. So what is the Royal Falcon? The Royal Falcon is uh, a specialized animal that was used for hunting. Um, as we've gone further and further from nature and depended more on artificial and mechanized uh, things, um, there's a lot that, that, that we've lost. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this entire world uh, in order to be uh, subjugated for the use of mankind and his stewardship. And uh, Insan was truly a khalifa of Allah ta'ala and truly is a khalifa of Allah ta'ala when he uh, is, is in harmony with his command and uh, observes things around him. So in the old days, uh, people used to have hunting animals. Uh, and they still do. Uh, they, they had hunting animals, dogs, um, and falcons, uh, birds, birds of prey, that they would train uh, to go and find uh, prey. And the animals were so well trained that they wouldn't eat from the prey. Uh, and even in the Sharia, there is, there is permission to use, for example, a hunting dog. As long as the dog doesn't eat from the prey, the animal that it's, that's killed by it uh, and retrieved and brought back to uh, the hunter is considered to be halal. And at the time of releasing such an animal on a prey, uh, a person says the Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, and makes intention of, of, of taking the life of that animal by the permission of Allah Ta'ala, and it's for, for its uh, lawful use. And uh, some of these animals are really amazing. So the falcon, imagine to train a bird is not, is not uh, an easy thing, but they used to have birds in the old days that would deliver messages and they would come back or they used to have falcons that would uh, uh, that would from high in the sky uh, survey the landscape and find the best of prey and uh, kill it and bring it back to or kill it and uh, then uh, alert its master to its location it said that the mongols actually used to be able to uh, train uh, 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 eagles or vultures large birds of prey um, to even be able to fly around on the battlefield if there was a particular individual that they wished to take out, um, that, 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 that large bird could dive out of the sky uh, with its talons and sink them into the neck and the throat of an unsuspecting uh, individual and kill it and then, and then be gone in the air and fly away again uh, before harm could be done to it. Uh, there are a lot of animals. In fact, uh, the, the desert Arabs use, uh, use uh, cheetahs as well, they can train cheetahs to, to, to kill prey and then, and then bring it back or to restrain it, uh, uh, sink its claws and its teeth into its neck to the point where the prey can't move. 
and get back to, uh, you know, get uh, restrain it essentially until the hunter can get to it. Uh, so these are all these are all things that 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 uh, you know they captured people's imagination. To this day, the desert Arabs actually they still uh, prize falcons. So people who know how to train falcons in order to hunt, um, that trained falcon can fetch a high price. And uh, the 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 desert Arabs uh, still uh, Bedouins and tribal Arabs still will pay quite a bit of money for for those uh, as it's part of their cultural tradition. So Mulana uses the the uh the the metaphor of the royal falcon which is that falcon which is trained to hunt has superb sight and uh is very lethal in its work and is uh treated very well because he belongs to the king and once a king's falcon flew far, far away from his palace and landed in the house of an old woman of the neighborhood the old woman saw the falcon's long nails and its big wings and uh, started to cut them short and trim them, saying, With which unworthy person have you lived all this time who kept you like an orphan? That uh, the big wings and the uh, the long nails, the talons of the falcon, she considered them to be a sign of the falcon being unkempt. Mulana Rumi said, So is the love of an ignorant person. For a falcon, long nails and huge wings are necessary uh, and are considered its virtues and required in its pursuit of the prey. These signs of perfection in the falcon were looked upon as faults by the old woman due to her ignorance uh, of what constitutes perfection for a falcon. By cutting the nails and clipping its wings, she made the falcon useless. The king in the meantime searched for the falcon. One day, uh, while searching, he came to the house of an old woman, or of the house of the old woman. Seeing the falcon in the state, he wept uh, out, of, uh, out of losing what was his prized possession. The falcon saw him and said, O king, I am very much ashamed of myself. I repent now and make a promise and new commitment to you. Molana Rumi said, This dunya is like that old woman, that whoever inclines to it is just as disgraced and foolish. Whoever befriends one, uh, an ignorant one will meet the same fate as the falcon met at the hands of this old woman. And again, this is the, the, the beauty and the perfection of the uh, the, 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 the metaphors of Mulana's Hikayat, uh, that the king is, is Allah, and indeed one of his names is Al-Malik, and the falcon is the Salik, who is, uh, who is taking the, the spiritual path and received some sort of maqam or station with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his service. And uh, the old woman is like the dunya. And we mentioned that before in a previous majlis that Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, he reported that Sayyidina Isa, alayhi salam, he saw the dunya in the form of an old woman. And uh, he asked her, uh, what did you do with uh, everyone who ever loved you? He saw her in the, in the form of an old woman who applied a dishonorable uh, trade, uh, to say the least. And he said, what did you, he asked her, what did you do to everyone who ever loved you? And she said, I, I cut their throat, I killed them. And so uh, this is uh, almost like a, a prophetic use of uh, imagery, uh, uh, um, or at least borrowing from the prophetic use of imagery, that the old woman, she saw the falcon with all of its qualities and said that, you know, and said that, oh, you poor orphan, no one took care of you, because she was unable to appreciate what, what uh, uh, what what's really a quality in, in a human being? Because from the point of view of the material world, 
having a heart that's clean and in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not uh, considered to be a grace. Uh, the world only values money and stuff. So it says that uh, he who befriends an ignorant one will meet the same fate as the falcon met at the hands of the ignorant old woman. Uh, so the person who has Allah and knows Allah and has deen, they have to understand what the what the value of deen is and what the value of theirs is with Allah Ta'ala as being a person who says, La ilaha illallah. Um, and this is not arrogance. Arrogance is thinking that you're better than other people. A person, you know, appreciating the gifts that Allah gave them and uh, uh, thinking they're better than other people are two very different things. Arrogance is to say that I'm good and other people are bad. The gifts Allah gave you, Allah Ta'ala says, And as for the, 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 the bounties and the treasures and the blessings Allah gave you, uh, declare them to people. Say, Allah gave me this, La ilaha illallah. Allah gave me that I can pray five times a day, that I can memorize some part of the Qur'an, that I can fast the month of Ramadan. He gave me this deen. And it's a great blessing. It's a great blessing. And uh, uh, that's different than arrogance. And the difference is what, right? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was asked, uh, uh, he was asked by a sahabi radiallahu ta'ala anhu that... Um, uh, what do you say about a man who likes to wear nice clothes and likes to have nice sandals? Uh, is that arrogance? And Rasulullah said, Inna Allah jamilun yuhibbul jamal. Allah Ta'ala is beautiful and He loves beauty. Uh, just having blessings and being blessed is not a sign of arrogance. Um, he says, Al kibru batarul haqi wa ghamtun nas. Or kama qala alayhi salatu He said that uh, uh, arrogance, actual arrogance, is to. Uh, um, to push away, if someone tells you the truth, to push it away, throw it in their face. You know, someone tells you something like, you know, it corrects you in something that you were doing that's wrong, to just to just throw it in that person's face and so you don't know what you're talking about or pay attention to yourself or whatever. That type of attitude is 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 one uh, uh, sh one showing of arrogance, the arrogance that will bar a person from entering Jannah, and that that shaitanic trait. Uh, uh, of arrogance is to what when someone tells you the truth to like throw it in their face and just reject it um, out of hand and the second is what is nas to look at other people and think you're better than them so this la ilaha illallah indeed is a great blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala however uh, uh, you and I you know it's from his Allah's fadl you and I did nothing to earn it we did nothing to deserve it. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wished to, He could take it away from us and give it to somebody else. So we shouldn't walk around thinking that we're better than other people because of who we are in our own self. However, if Allah gives somebody a, a, a gift that, that actually makes them better, then that gift is attributed to Allah. It's not attributed to the self. And indeed, Allah gives certain people gifts that make them better than other people. On the Day of Judgment, uh, uh, you know, the people who have Iman will be manifestly better than the people of Kufr. Allah Ta'ala make us from amongst the former and protect us from ever being from the amongst the latter. Uh, Allah Ta'ala Himself, you know, تِلْكَ الرُّسُلُ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ تِلْكَ الرُّسُلُ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ These are the prophets, we preferred certain ones of them over others. Allah Ta'ala says, أُنظُرْ كَيْفَ فَضَّلْنَا بَعْضُكُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ وَلَا الْآخِرَةُ أَكْبَرُ دَرَجَاتٍ وَأَكْبَرُ تَفْضِيلًا Look how we favored some of you over the others. 
and the hereafter, you'll see even a greater disparity between the ranks of our favor, uh, 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 the, between the ranks that we give people, and an even greater disparity between how much we favored certain uh, uh, ones of the creation over others. Uh, and so a person, it's part of their deen to understand which, person, which thing is a sign of Allah's blessing that gives a person rank over the other. And if you find those things inside of you, it is in fact uh, ingratitude to, uh, uh, to, to ignore them or pretend that they don't exist. And we, we see people doing that and it's just like a type of weird like uh, uh, irrationality. You know, where somebody is a Muslim and another person is Muslim says, oh, you know, uh, you know, these people are Muslims, but other people are better than them. Why? Because they know how to stand in line or they have really good, uh, you know, their, their houses are very clean or, you know, their uh, corporations are run well or blah, 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 all of this other stuff. The fact of the matter is anyone who has la ilaha illallah is better than anyone who doesn't. And one of the reasons that we don't go, go about Picking, you know, taking names and making uh, uh, specific judgments is that nobody knows how they're going to die. Nobody knows which kafir is going to uh, repent and die on iman, and nobody knows which believer is going to slip and fall uh, uh, from 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 the position of uh, uh, of Allah's love and and end up in the fire uh, in the hereafter. We don't know who truly professes iman and who's a munafiq. For this reason, except for those people who are. Those people who are uh, mentioned in the Book of Allah Taala specifically as being in Jannah or Jahannam, we 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 reserve uh, we reserve judgment regarding people. But at the same time, we do say in general those people who didn't make a, a, a make a pact with Allah Taala in this world uh, of faith. Uh, those people are uh, the worst of Allah's creation and those people are going to the hellfire forever and ever. And those people who did make a pact of faith with Allah Ta'ala before leaving this world and they died in that state um, with that pact valid, uh, those people are, uh, are people who Allah Ta'ala loves. And even though we don't take names from either group, it's manifestly clear why one is better than the other. And so part of, uh, part of your uh, understanding of the deen and not constantly shooting yourself in the foot and uh, spiritually and intellectually and living a life in which you doubt things that are, are, are true is to accept that fact that, that iman is better than kufr, that faith is better than disbelief, that truth is better than falsehood, that goodness is better than uh, evil. You have to accept it and accepting that is not arrogance. Uh, it's not arrogance. And if Allah gave you uh, one of those good qualities, then it would be arrogant to think that you deserved it or you earned it because that's how shaitan used to think. But if you understand that it's a, a, a purely uh, the grace of Allah Ta'ala that he gave it to you and it's not because of you, it's not an expression of how good you are, rather the fact that he gave it to you is an expression of how generous and how merciful he is, uh, uh, then a person has understood this concept and put everything in its, in its right place. He said, whoever befriends an ignorant one will meet the same fate as the falcon had met at the hands of the ignorant old woman. Allah Ta'ala protect us from uh, throwing uh, the most uh, valuable of his bounties and treasures in the garbage because of our uh, bad company or bad effect that we take from this material world and from its children. Sayyidina Hakim al-Ummah, Mawlana Ashraf Ali Tanawi rahimahullah ta'ala said, uh, in similar manner, some ignorant ones become claimants to being servants of Islam. 
Then in their ignorance, they make Islam subject to their stupid opinions, thereby distorting the true teachings of Islam. This is generally true of those people who, through their own study, later become authors of books and articles on Islam without having studied deen at the feet of a scholarly uh, teacher. Uh, when looking at these writings of these authors, a great precaution is required. Uh, here, uh, there is a hadith in uh, the Sahih uh, Sunan of Imam Tirmidhi that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, See from whom you take your uh, deen. And the correct part of, uh, uh, the correct transmission of, uh, of, 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 of information is part of, uh, part of the deen. It says he said that uh, that look look at you know like a person who is a person is going to be on the dean of the one he uh, uh, spends time with. So let every person look at who they take their dean from. In other words, uh, in regards to him from whom you learn your dean, first inquire from well-known scholars about such a person's credibility. The jug from which you drink water should first be inspected to see that the water inside is clean and not contaminated. And if this was a, a good advice in the time of Hazrat Tanwi, uh, you know, more than a century ago, then uh, it's double good advice in the era of uh, Facebook and Google and uh, Twitter and, you know, everybody's writing articles, mashallah. There are, there are deluded people writing articles. There are misguided people writing articles. There are people who have no connection with ulama writing articles. There are people who have some connection with ulama, but they can't read a lick of Arabic. Uh, 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 and understand it. There's one thing somebody knows how to read the Quran with, you know, even with Tajweed, you don't need to really know Arabic in order to do that. There are people who don't know a lick of classical Arabic and, uh, you know, they've set up big blogs and, you know, they have uh, big profile pictures of them stand, themselves standing behind a podium. And, uh, you know, for inquiries, uh, you know, uh, please email info at mynafs.com or .org or whatever, .edu. And uh, it's, just, it's, it's just become ridiculous. And, uh, 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 you know, what did Molana Rumi say? He who befriends an ignorant one will meet the same fate as the falcon had met at the hands of this ignorant old woman. That, uh, uh, you know, such people, and some of them even, even they understand what I'm saying right now, and they say, oh, we're just writing to defend the deen or defend the ulama. Uh, even those people will, will, uh, will destroy you and send you off the path. Uh, how, how lucky and how fortunate is one to know the value of just keeping their mouth shut. How fortunate is a person just to know the value of just staying quiet when something is uh, beyond, above their league. It's not like, you know, if you don't make a comment on some tweet, tweet or something like that, it's not like Islam is going to fall apart. The intellectual and the civilizational edifice of this deen is much more than social media. And we think that these social media wars that people get into are such a big deal. They really are meaningless. Uh, Islam is mahfuz in the hearts of Allah's awliya. It's protected in the hearts of every farmer and every worker and every villager who praises five times daily prayer. It's mahfuz in the, in the hearts of the businessmen of the metropoli of Darul Islam who hear the adhan five times a day and uh, finance and fund the, the running of the masajid when our governments have sh shut them down. It's mahfuz, it's protected inside of the hearts of every uh, person who loves la ilaha illallah and who uh, loves Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam? And most of those people, uh, you know, they're not they're not subject to what's going on in Facebook or Twitter. In fact, probably the the Facebook and Twitter social media blogosphere, etc., is uh, has overrepresentation just of uh, Muslims who live uh, uh, who live as minorities in 
in uh, non-Muslim countries and have ha had a very superficial or tangential brush with Islam that involves reading articles and watching online videos rather than actually having years-long suhbah with the mashayikh. Uh, so, you know, blessed is the person who knows just how to stay quiet. Man A person is going to regret their speech far more frequently than they're going to regret their silence. And so the, 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 the second hikaya I wanted to share is the story of the falcon and the owls. So it's interesting that the metaphor of the owl in uh, the metaphor of the owl in uh, in the west is the wise owl, the wise old owl. Whereas in the east, the owl is not really looked upon very favorably. Anyone who uh, uh, knows the Urdu language uh, or really any Indic language knows that the the owl um, in Urdu is called Ullu, and it's actually a cognate. They're both exactly they're actually the same word. And uh, they know that calling someone an ulu is like it's like calling a person an idiot. Um, and uh, the the old uh, I guess the old understanding about owls was that wherever owls are, uh, it's a sign of des destruction and desolation, because they are not uh, you know they're they're hunters that hunt by night and they're op opportunistic hunters. They don't have the same noble qualities as the falcon or the eagle that uh, hunt a living prey and uh, can take on formidable prey and kill with, with, with uh, lethality and accuracy. Uh, rather, the owl is kind of a, a daft uh, a scavenger uh, of an animal. And, uh, um, you know, the, the places that the owls stay are usually places of death and desolation because they're opportunistic hunters. Uh, um, and and, and they, the other quality they have is they make a loud and irritating noise that, uh, at least in the east, was not considered to be a very endearing quality. So once a king's falcon flew away from his palace and landed in some ruins, meaning an old uninhabited city, where many owls were staying. As soon as they saw him arrive in their midst, the owls raised a loud voice of protest and objection against his arrival, saying, This falcon wants to take over the ruins for himself. The falcon, hearing this accusation, was bewildered and perplexed and said to them, I shall not tarry here amongst you, but shall return to the king. You may keep your ruins to yourself. My place is with the king and near the crown. So again, remember who the falcon is and who the king is. And the owls are, are who? They're just hasidin. They're just haters. They're just uh, the children of the dunya. Um, and they're haters and they're just jealous. Uh, uh, and they think that because uh, all they're uh, looking for is dead carcasses and uh, uh, desolated places that the royal falcon also like them is only preoccupied with those same dead carcasses and that same desolation. So the, the, the falcon hearing their accusation uh, uh, was bewildered and perplexed and said to them, I shall not tarry here amongst you, but shall return to the king. You may keep your ruins to yourself. My place is with the king and near the crown. Uh, uh, and this is exactly what the reply to the to the kuffar of the prophets was. So, وَلَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ أَجْرٍ إِنْ أَجْرِ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ رَبِّي إِلَّا عَلَىٰ اللَّهِ That I don't ask you, uh, you know, that this, uh, 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 this message I'm sending to you, it's not in lieu of any money or monetary payment or insistence on being king or taking anything from this world. He said, I don't ask you any ajr uh, or any, any, any uh, fee or service from it, uh, fee or, or, or cost for service uh, through this. Rather, my, my uh, payment for my service is on the account of Allah Ta'ala. He's the one who's going to reward for me. 
Uh, Allah Ta'ala, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was also commanded, right, that I don't, or to say that I don't ask for any ajr, illa muwaddatan fil qurba, that you should just have some kindness and love for my family, that's all. Meaning what? The prophets aren't asking for anything. They don't want the dunya in the first place. You know, someone might say that, you know, the, like look at the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself, his, his uh, example, that not only did he not used to uh, take any special uh, money from the, uh, from the treasury. His pay, pay was what? Uh, for, being, for being the leader uh, uh, of the Muslims, li- religiously and temporally. What was his pay? He said, Ju'ila rizqi tahta dhilli rumhi. That my, my provision was put in the shade of my spear. Meaning what? Meaning he, he used to go out in jihad fi sabilillah, and when they were victorious, uh, he used to receive a share of, he used to receive a share uh, as a soldier, uh, a foot soldier, he would receive a share out of, uh, of the spoils of war like everybody else did. Uh, uh, he, وسلم, uh, uh, even zakat himself, zakat and sadaqah, he never ate from. And zakat he made haram on his family, وسلم, so no one could say that he took one for the team and then his family thereafter was set for, uh, you know, until, until Yom Al-Qiyamah. Uh, none of these things, the Prophet وسلم, didn't care for any of these things. And uh, a person might say, oh, well, look at, you know, there were cer- certain prophets who were kings. Right? Sayyidina Dawood was a king, uh, 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 and Sayyidina Sulaiman was a king. Uh, um, Sayyidina Yusuf had a high position. He was a wealthy, wealthy man. All of those people had their positions not through their nubuwa. Sayyidina Dawood he took his, he, he received his nubuwa after. Uh, after being becoming the, the leader of Banu Israel. Sayyidina Sulaiman was the, 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 the crown prince and then successor of Sayyidina Dawud alayhi salam. His nubuwa had nothing to do with him receiving kingship. Um, their kingship was something they had from before and their nubuwa in fact caused them even more, uh, uh, caused them even more difficulty and hardship. It would have been easier for them to enjoy the, the honor of being a king without, without having uh, that nubuwa. And a vast majority of the Anbiya alayhim if there are a couple of handfuls of, of, uh, 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 of examples of Anbiya who enjoyed uh, temporal power and wealth, uh, the vast majority of them definitely uh, didn't take that path, uh, including Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so, but the abna of the dunya, when you try to bring them to something that's better for them in this, in this world and the hereafter, uh, because they don't care about the Allah and they don't care about the next world and they don't care about lofty ideals, they don't care about justice, they don't care about, they don't care about any of those other types of things. Uh, because of that, they accuse other people of having their minds in the gutter as well. That like, you know, just like they're work- looking for a carcass, they accuse the falcon also of looking for a carcass where the falcon doesn't need to look for a carcass. A falcon can kill uh, 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 most beasts where they stand even the formidable ones, um, the, the, the falcon only works in the service of the king. So the, the falcon understands his place is with the king and near the crown. He says, you, could, you may keep your ruins to yourself. My place is with the king and near the crown. The owls replied, this falcon is busy with a deceitful plan. He wants to oust us from these ruins and claim, it, claim them for himself. He wants to take possession of our homes and with his flattering and clever plans intends to destroy our nests. The falcon got the impression that the owls were going to attack, to attack him and warn them thus. If through your mischief one of my wings should break, uh, the king uh, to whom I am a cherished one will attack and destroy your whole neighborhood. 
that king's bounty and kindness protects me wherever I go. His protective glances over me. I am in the thoughts of the king at all times. And without me in his thoughts, his heart becomes ill. I am a royal falcon, and for that all envy me. How can stupid owls understand my position? Uh, uh, and again, the idea is what? That a person who is a salik on the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't undersell yourself. Again, the people of the dunya, if they have something important in the dunya, they won't, they won't mind telling you, no, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't have time for you. You know, I, I have an exam tomorrow. I have, I, have, I have to take my car to be fixed. I have this, I have that. I can't give you any time. However, the, the, the people of deen, mashallah, their entire Ramadan, they're uh, wasting their time to recite. They're wasting their time to read in order to make other people happy. They're wasting their Laylatul Qadr in order to make people happy. They're, uh, you know, putting their children in the uh, uh, company of other children that will uh, uh, destroy their character and akhlaq in order to make people happy. They're uh, uh, eating haram things because they're afraid of offending those people. The owls, the falcon is eating the haram because he's uh, afraid of offending the, the owl. Look, people of the dunya understand you got to do what you got to do. If this deen is important to you and these ni'am, these blessings from Allah Ta'ala mean something to you, then you don't have to be rude about it to people. You don't have to be a jerk about it. You can be polite, but be firm in protecting, uh, uh, protecting your station that you have with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, with the king and with the crown. Uh, and know that Allah Ta'ala loves you because of your love of him. Uh, not because you're there to become like a, 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 a syrupy slop in front of every person who doesn't care about your welfare in this world or in the uh, hereafter. And this is something I think a lot of people from back home, uh, from India and Pakistan, and, uh, to a very high degree and perhaps a lesser degree, other parts of, uh, other parts of traditional cultures, we all oftentimes live uh, you know, in order to uh, fulfill other people's expectations. And this is one nice thing about American culture is that people, they live to fulfill their own expectations from themselves. We should learn that because the Sahaba radiallahu anhum were like that. Um, their maqam with Allah Ta'ala, they wouldn't waste it for anybody in the world. And, uh, you know, this is something I think that's good about this culture. We should accept it. Many people think it's uh, selfish and self-centered. It's only selfish and self-centered if you are a selfish and self-centered person. If your goal is to make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy, then it's in fact a, a very good property, that, a quality to have, not to be overly concerned with what other people are going to think or say when you uh, do those things and, and say those things and act in a way that makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy. What that is, you have to learn it from the ulama and from the mashayikh. You can't just make it up as you go along and then tell everybody I'm a royal falcon. But at the same time, once you know what those things are, then uh, you know don't be don't be uh, don't be like uh, don't be like uh, a person who uh, you know gets their wings and their uh, their 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 uh, talons clipped uh, by the old woman or worse yet you know throws away the the their their falcon like qualities uh, in front of the jeering of the owls be like this royal falcon who who knows what his value is and who knows who Allah is that protects them if through your mischief one of my wings should break that king to whom I am a cherished one will attack and destroy your whole neighborhood. That king's bounty and kindness protects me. I am in the thoughts of the king at all times. And without me in his thoughts, his heart becomes ill. I am a royal falcon and for that all envy me. How can stupid owls understand my position? Mawlana Hakim Akhtar comments, uh, uh, There are times when the awliya uh, of Allah 
who are like the royal falcons and the beloved of Allah are looked at by stupid and worldly ones in the same manners that the owls looked at the falcon uh, uh, through wrong reasoning and analogy. Similarly, we find those who trouble them as a result of their wrong reasoning and conceptions. Uh, uh, we find that there are some that will trouble them as a result of their wrong reasoning and conceptions. Allah, however, protects them. They are never for one moment out of the sight of the master no matter where they go. As Allah says uh, to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, innaka bi'ayunina, that verily you are within our sight. In other words, uh, Allah is saying, uh, O Muhammad alayka salatu wasalam, these non-believers cannot destroy you for you are at all times in our sight and under our protection. And this is the, the, the reason that uh, uh, the Hadith Qudsi is there in Sahih Bukhari uh, in which uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us that Allah ta'ala said, uh, that Allah Ta'ala said whoever uh, makes an enemy whichever owl makes an enemy of my falcon whichever f- person makes an enemy of a wali of mine I declare war on such a person because that person is like the royal falcon one of the most prized possessions of the king and uh, uh, if the owls come anywhere near it he'll raise their entire neighborhood uh, and it's happened before and uh, eventually this is what will happen to this dunya as well uh, uh, that this entire dunya will end because the remembrance of Allah will leave it and that will be the reason for its end because the reason for its creation has gone away eventually on the day of judgment entire nations will be burned in the garbage heap of the hellfire Uh, and even if only one or two people believed in those nations those are the ones that will have eternal and everlasting life with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and will bear honor on behalf of everybody. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us that we're from the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, such an ummah that people in multitudes and great numbers will enter into Jannah through it. And then after that, even greater multitudes will enter to Jannah through its intercession. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of the first and from the second and and, and protect us from ever being uh, from anyone other than them. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.